poor planning because I tore my car apart and I didn't have any money to put it back together. Mm. So I learned pretty quick. You don't tear it apart until you got money to put it back together. <laughs> so I yeah, money or skills, right? And I mean, we still see it now. Like people are like, hey, what's going on with the evil evil? It's like, well, there's no point in me tearing apart until I can afford to do the job. So I think a lot of the pain is like self-inflicted. Mm. Welcome to another episode of Modify with Trick Factory Customs. Uh, if this is your first time watching, my name is Elvis. Tim. Jimmy John. You've Come used on, Jimmy man. John before. Yeah, I know. Come on, you man. just put me in the sky. <laughs> I totally oh forgot. Throw like a, a Julio Dime, Diamond or yeah. <laughs> Or like, uh, I don't know. Horatio. 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 That's a good yeah. one. <laughs> My name is Don Juan. Ignatius. Yeah. Ignacio. <laughs> Ignacio. Ignacio. Yeah. Oh. Damn. Come that on, was a man. good one. <laughs> Save it for next week. <laughs> Ignacio. Yeah. Um, but uh, if this is your first time watching, uh, we are. His name is actually Rob. It's it's not any of those things we just called. But <laughs> man, he's, dude. yeah, he's on a journey to uh, I don't know. Reidentify all the names. I don't know. Reidentify. That's not a good word. I think he misunderstanding that whole gender thing that he. Should be. <laughs> no, it's like that TikTok. What is your gender? Uh, uh. Mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I have a pretty clear understanding of where I'm where I'm yeah. at. <laughs> so uh, this is not a gender podcast. This is an automotive <laughs> podcast, uh, regardless of what we just t- talked about. But um, we uh, are a custom automotive shop based here in Coquitlam, British Columbia, Canada. And uh, we talk about modified cars. And on this episode, we are going to be discussing modifying cars. Is it a passion or pain? Because, um, yeah, I know there's uh, some soft spots that have been that are going to be hit or that have been hit. Uh, we all love cars, yeah. but um, a lot of times they can be the bane of our existence. And so we're just going to dive into that and we're going to do some self-reflecting in this episode. It's going to be glorious. Mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but before we dive into the topic... Um, what have you guys been up to all week? We've had all kinds of exciting developments this week. Well, this week has been kind of a, just a not a business takeover, maybe acquisition. Oh, okay. Expansion. 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 That's a good word. We'll go with expansion. Yeah, we uh, opened a new paint shop, so we've been transitioning all that kind of stuff, and it's kind of yeah, it's been an adventure for sure. Yeah. But we got it done, and the guys are in there cleaning it up right now, and. Hopefully this brings us some adjustments to our workflow and we can get things rolling again. So yeah, we've definitely had a bunch of, it's held up a lot of things and we've had highs and lows and yeah. Owning a business is not, not an easy thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially like related to cars. Definitely. It's like you, it's a passion and a pain. And it's tough to try to convey some of these challenges to your customers because it, a lot of times it just kind of sounds like excuses as to why their stuff's not getting done but i mean some understand it better than others but yeah anybody that's had some experience building you know custom cars or or have had them built built anything they typically understand they they get it and like i mean it's it's a a different time in the world now so you know things a lot of a lot of a lot of shifting and understanding and sort of like how to how to go about it seems is, is changing yeah so yeah that's pretty that's pretty exciting today's, for us today is actually a pretty, pretty big awesome. day so 
yeah so, getting getting that new that new paint department like that whole that whole thing you know rolling at the level that you know we see it rolling to right away is going to be really really nice for our shop and we have other things sort of queuing up for for like the evolution of the shop as well so yeah it's just been a really busy busy week busy couple of weeks actually i mean we've been working towards this now for a little while yeah it's been probably a year yeah wow yeah so it's it's kind of long in the tooth now but it's it's coming it's coming through so lots of new content yeah, yeah we got cars that are ready for paint stacked up and been holding us up so so excited i mean yeah a lot of shiny stuff going to be coming out in the next so, few weeks so what are some uh just give us some highlights of some stuff that you recall that are going to be painted uh, we have soon. the all steel rsr wide body that one needs to be painted we got the miles work wide body porsche that's ready for paint and yeah we got a couple of big repair jobs that we got to do on some pretty nice cars that need a booth right away we have a bike that i think we're spraying on monday oh, okay and then we got all these G-Wagons. We just got G-Wagons nice. stacked up for days. So Yeah. And we yeah. haven't really been, we haven't scheduled any new paint work just because we are so far behind in what we're doing. But then we got all those Benzes to do. So Yeah. I'm going to slide my little 996 in there somewhere hey. too. Yeah. Sun's shining. We got to get it done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we've been, we've been kind of holding off because we've been trying to work towards like evolving our current shop the way it was to be more smooth in, in the paint department. But uh, we've, re we've ran into a lot of hiccups sort of trying to develop that. So this this whole acquisition, this new evolution is, is, is pretty cool. And it's glorious. Gonna, it's gonna make life a little bit easier. We're gonna be able to, you know, smooth out our floor pan plan. More space. In, in, in the current shop. And then, you know, we have like lots of plans that we're kind of working towards on that. Like a lot more milling equipment, um, yeah, so in in-house composites department like just a lot mm. of really cool things sweet that sounds amazing yeah. yeah yeah so we'll do a tour on the other place whenever it's up and running yeah um, i think they're spraying something in there today oh oh yeah they're not wasting any time yeah, i mean so. we've all kind of been chomping at the bit for this yeah. so yeah. We're, we're just waiting yeah <laughs> so it's gonna take a little bit of time for us to sort of develop like the aesthetic of the place you know brand it do all the things make it make it set up exactly the way it needs to be for efficiency as well but right we're just we're just chomping at the bit we're, we're ready to get the cars in the booth and some that's that's first priority because those cars those cars are sick and we've been waiting to get them done for a while so mm -hmm. awesome so yeah big things yes yeah sweet so uh with that said we're just gonna dive right into the topic um so i i just want to know what I, as we dive into the topic i just want to know first of all what got you guys into cars because i feel like that is something i don't think that we have talked about on this podcast in the almost 50 episodes that we are in right now it's uh we, <laughs> what yeah well, got i don't you guys into cars i don't yeah we never really did a backstory you know what got us into it all yeah i've been drawing cars and since i was a little kid yeah and basically it started out with like hot wheels then it progressed and then a lot i'm gonna age myself right now <laughs> there was actually a magazine called cartoon magazine yeah i remember that yeah. that was huge for me it's huge so like that was all basically all hot rod building and sort of a look into the lifestyle of hot rod building like they literally had cartoons about trials and tribulations of hot oh, rod oh that's like, funny you know this guy would pull a car in the barn and 
parts would show up and then boom this thing would come out on monday all flamed big wheel yeah. blower it was all crazy but they'd pull in some like rusty dilapidated thing out yeah. of the field and they're like there's literally like a 12 panel cartoon of this oh. thing turning into a hot rod yeah it was but a whole magazine eh? the cool thing about the magazine was there would be a section in it that showed you how to draw the cars. Yeah. It was like in the stages. That yeah, was pretty like, cool. That, that was kind of what got me into it yeah. like a lot too. So then it was just drawing cars forever. Yeah. And then there's, it, I wasn't like, my dad wasn't really into cars. So there was always like that one uncle that was, that mm-hmm. would show up in like the Camaro or the Mustang. Yeah. Or, in our family, there wasn't really a ton of that, but as they had, like our parents always had like that one buddy that had like a yeah. Corvette <laughs> or something. Yeah. And the way they reacted to that person, it was like, they're the coolest person yeah, in the yeah. world. <laughs> so you couldn't help but feel, you know, feed off that energy. And yeah. then it just progressed from there. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was pretty natural because later I got into like BMX racing and then you're modifying. And oh, changing. you were in BMX racing. I did yeah. not know well, yeah, This guy was like <laughs> almost a Canadian champion. Yeah. Like for real. That's amazing. I know. Oh, shoot. It's mind blowing. Yeah. He still has his bike. You still have your bike. Yeah, I still have my bike. No, it's, it's a here? sick bike. It's upstairs. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That yeah, that was a, that, that cartoon's comic book was super significant to me too because i would like go to school and i'd be like practicing all the drawing lessons and everything like like tim was describing i'd be like drawing like you know v8s with big root superchargers and and all that (laughs) stuff in there and i I, like actually didn't even really know what any of that stuff was but i remember what it looked like and it was like a huge part of like my whole development Mm -hmm. but it comes naturally because even building legos at that time yeah, yeah. You know anybody that put a square footment on a Lego car that they built? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who would? Right, right away, you put nah. big wheels on the back, small ones oh, on the front. Immediately yeah. modify it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cartoons was a was a huge part of that. So. That was pretty awesome. But yeah, and then like so, um, basically, why we do what we do is because somebody told us that we can't. Oh. So. Yeah, that's how it jumped up. That's how we got into business, basically. Yeah. So. And I bought a shitbox. <laughs> I bought a Datsun 240Z. Was like my first car, and it was nice, wide body, and had wheels and shiny red paint. But it was just a complete pile rust. of rust. Yeah, all rust, fiberglass undercoating, and it was I was broken down all the time, mm, yeah. constantly. Wow! But I fell for it, and then I had to live the pain of it after that. <sighs> right, so sad. Yeah. I remember that car. That was a huge car for me. Like that. Your car was what ins- what made me love. So like I think Z back car. to that car and it was like so far ahead of its time. The Z at the time, as oh, far okay. as styling, because it was like Ferrari red. He had tucked the bumpers and matte blacked all the trim and nice. the bumpers, and it was like it was pretty. It had molded. It had the had big like oversized molded wheel flares on it. It was sick, man. Do you still it have was, a picture? I don't it think It was I've seen really, it. really That's sick. That's when there's filming cameras, man. Oh, you gotta get pictures developed. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta buy gas, man. Not fucking film for cameras. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had pictures of that. So I hope to recreate something like that. Mm, yeah. If you remember the VIN number or have the VIN I number have somewhere, it. ooh, I have maybe that we car can still. maybe we can look it up and we can see if it's still alive or if it's like no, in the I have field. The car. No, see Elvis, you, still you probably have haven't recognized car? it, but in the rafters and our storage facility oh. <laughs> there's the, or pretty much no a full way. z car up there that's amazing yeah. engine everything fenders motor doors everything still up yeah. there I wait where's the, the body it was cooked 
Yeah. Completely. So the body does not exist anymore. No. No. Okay. But I still have the original vein. I have all the parts. The only thing I don't have is the main body. I thought you sold the body. That's why I was like, oh. No, it was just too far gone. And then I bought another one. And then that was at the point where it was like my old man was like, you need to get this junk out of the driveway because yeah. I'd bitten off more than I could chew and I didn't have the abilities or the facilities. Yeah. So that just, <laughs> I ended up packing it all up, bringing it down here. And then now I have one in the basement that's just waiting its turn. So yeah. you have three 240Zs. I have enough parts for three 240Zs. <laughs> but, you, and you got, initially you had two, like you bought one to restore the other and you ended and up taking that one apart too. The taking that one, one apart and then I ended up buying another one. Oh and then my gosh. Took that one apart. <laughs> and then, yeah, like I say, my dad's like, get this shit out of here. <laughs> so I ended up getting rid of that one, and then I bought another one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Coincidentally like a enough, the one that I bought now is super rare. It's actually that's 69. So it's like a first 69? year. 69? And it was the lamest spec ever, but it's an ultra, ultra rare spec. Really? So it's a 70, technically, but if you look at the tag, it was made in like 11 of 69. Mm-hmm. Had automatic and mm-hmm. air conditioning. Yeah, oh, air conditioning. And in a car that makes 150 horsepower, I know it's like gonna suck. 4,500 RPM. <laughs> yeah, that thing must have been a turd. Yeah. So yeah. the first thing I did was pull it out, and then I, of course, I had a bunch of five speeds, a four speed and a five speed. I put a five speed in it. Nice. And I dailyed that thing for. Yeah, I mean that years. was that was a car. I mean when we holes in the floor, like little electric <laughs> heater, defrost window. And it drives. Like, That's I the most important thing. part. Yeah. 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 Yeah, in wintertime, holes in the holes in the footwell, you know. Yeah, we would be drifting around corners and snow spray would be coming up from the floor. That thing was awesome. But like amazing. Those experiences, when you reflect back on them, they seem just like oh the good old days, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it was kinda like it was kinda like shit in the moment, but it was like (laughs) this is so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's the cool shit. Like so yeah, when we try to save all these young kids pain by doing dumb shit because we did it all but maybe you have to do it yeah very true yeah for me i did i also didn't really have my mom or dad that was they were not into cars yeah uh but i know like i mean from the little toys you get when you're a kid i'm like oh this is the coolest thing ever and you could like use the remote control to control it but then i started watching like top gear i think that was what got me into oh like, yeah oh my gosh yeah seeing all the cars they reviewed not the american top gear if you guys don't know yeah. there's the british one with yeah. clarkson may and richard hammond yeah uh that was what i grew up watching and yeah. so it was just it just made my day and that was probably most of the only shows that i watched i didn't care about cartoons as much uh, I was just like, I just want to watch Top Gear every every Sunday at like eight. I think that's when it, I forgot what time it came on in Nigeria, but uh, those were good times. Yeah. And uh, and then I used to see there were not a lot of car people in Nigeria, too. It was like it's very it's different and it's probably changed now. Um, but I remember seeing not like mine was a 350Z, but I remember seeing a 350Z back in like the early 2000s and i was like oh my gosh this is the coolest car i've ever seen in my life yeah and i always vowed i was like oh i want to get one so bad yeah uh and then i got a minivan as my first car so that was uh, (laughs) and that was yeah that was fun but i did end up getting a 370z as my second car there you go so that was glorious you got some redemption yeah saved all my life savings and got but I made all the wrong decisions getting that car because first of all, I got it from Miami 
So it was not. Was it was involved so in it, a drive by. Yeah. <laughs> it was not the best. Did it have any residual fucking drug paraphernalia? No, but it was kind of sketchy. And that's everything about the whole deal was just kind of weird because it's one of those. I got it from one of those places that it's like, oh, we'll finance anyone for yeah. blah, 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 30 yeah. something percent. <laughs> yeah. You never, your payments never go away. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. He was rolling at 370s. Oh, I know. So that was all you that gotta do what You got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah, and I, I I couldn't I used all my money to buy it and so I couldn't afford to do anything else on the car. Yep. So that was also very fun. Uh to do and I didn't know how to do anything until if anything happened I would just be like, oh, I'll do it later and then I ended up accumulating all the things that I needed Needing to do. To be done and and pretty be much done. turned it into a shit box by the time <laughs> I got that's, rid of that's, it. That's pretty much a typical <laughs> and parallel story for almost any one of us, right? So like getting into cars motorcycles and things like that like for us it was okay well we want to do all these mods and things but it's like well you can take it to a shop i can't afford that like i'm just gonna do it myself and that kind of like you know leads you down the path of you know the diy becoming like now that's your career yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'd say i learned pretty quick though with the datsun because then my next car i bought like a brand new factory ordered civic oh from the brand new yeah oh and i actually spec'd it and waited for it to be delivered because i didn't want to pay any money for things that i wasn't going to use nice i already had wheels for it i had all the things when it came it was like the top (laughs) of the line civic exv but it had steel wheels on it. Nice. Like, just, just got rid of everything that I wasn't going to use. Yeah. And then it was great. Like it's that car was pretty sick, man. Like you, you kind of been in the cars the whole thing. Like that whole time, like you were still in high school, but yeah. you had a car, fucking sort of you know distribution well, business already. Business when oh I was shoot! Sixteen years old. Wow. Yeah, I got a, a business loan from uh, the Better Business Development Bank is like a youth business program mm-hmm. and started a company called Car Toys. Oh, no way, yeah. <laughs> 16 years old. Yeah. Yeah, I was the first, first kid or the first participant in that program that paid the money back on time. Wow. I had to do like a whole thing Yo. on CBC radio. Oh like, shoot. Other kid, another kid was like making canoes. Just <laughs> so, like, doing wild shit. Making canoes, Nobody awesome. paid the money back. Wow. Yeah. I think there were six of us that got chosen for the program. And like, yeah, one was making canoes. Another one started a landscaping business. And then I can't remember what the other ones, but they were kind of those little bit of, you know. And so what were you doing? Just like installing At like stereos time, and stuff? Like or? Pretty much exclusively, I ended up installing like Mugen wings. Oh, uh, yeah. On hatches and CRXs and underglow kits. Yeah, I remember, like, <laughs> I remember the underglow at that underglow. time, right? Underglow. It was, it was actual like, like, fucking neon, tube. neon tubes then. Not, oh, shoot. Which, you know, obviously that's not a very good idea, but it was kind of, it yeah, was revolutionary. So basically, yeah. I ended up just doing that yeah, <laughs> for a whole summer. Like, yeah. I would do two, three, four kits a day. Wow. I remember doing kits till like two in the morning. Oh, my goodness. Because everybody had to have it for Friday. <laughs> or a car show. So I did pretty well at that, actually. Wow, had a that's fax awesome. machine. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, if the younger generation don't know what a fax machine is, it's pretty much you send documents. It's like text like messaging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you had to type it out first, print it, and then send it through the fax machine. But the crazy thing is, is that's how I established my business. Because at that time, a fax machine was like a thousand bucks. 
and it immediately That's le- a lot of legitimized money. you. Oh, shit. So I wouldn't even call these companies that I wanted to sell their parts. I would just fax them, <laughs> fax them like dealer applications. And just the, fa- the, the idea that you could fax them I was, was like, like, oh, oh my man, gosh. this guy's legit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like the distributor for everything. That's like, yeah, easy. I remember seeing all the stacks of all the like, you know, the, catalogs. the books, catalogs and all that stuff. And I, that was the, that blew me away. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. So I this didn't is even, awesome. I didn't even talk to these people. I just That's send so them faxes. Funny. Anytime I ordered parts, I just send them a fax. Yeah. So they probably thought I was some like legit brick and mortar business. But I was like, <laughs> just sending faxes some kid out of my in the basement. basement. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny though, because like you look at through these catalogs and shit, like you're like, oh man, I got to go to this company, you know? And so like you road trip all the way down to like California or wherever, like the, you know, the promised land of cars and you go to their place and it's like, you know, a multi business complex sort of setup and like that barely like, have an office. They're like a hole in the wall. <laughs> you know, like, like, what is this? This is, this is this place. <laughs> they have a fax machine. Hey, they had a fax machine. Yeah, they had a fax machine. <laughs> yeah. they had a catalog, so they're leveled up. So yeah. we go rolling in there and like, man, this can't be the place. <laughs> Then you get there, it's just like a hole in the wall, but they had a big presence in magazines. Mm. Yeah. I think one of the places we went to, I went to go buy that uh, Simpson car seat when it first came out. Yeah, yeah. Had the little harnesses. Yeah. So we I was we were, went to California and I went we went to go to Simpsons. So we found the address. We went there. I was going to go buy it direct and bring this thing back with me. And we got there and it was like a sweatshop <laughs> of like little mexican ladies just sewing seatbelts. oh my god <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, is this the right place i don't know place? yeah but it was like some satellite location mm. it's funny then you go to the big building you're like whoa look at this but yeah we know what the reality <laughs> <of that place laughs> is. and so when do cars become pain i think you've kind of touched about it a little bit of we've talked your, about your it car. a whole bunch of times and it's like i think it becomes pain when like I would say like so many of these kids are whatever and then like my thing is the Datsun was such a giant pile of shit <laughs> that I learned every lesson in the beginning mm. so then my transition to a decent car which was a Civic so all you Honda guys I don't hate Hondas and it was so I learned a lot in that so a lot of it's like poor planning because I tore my car apart and I didn't have any money to put it back together mm. so I learned pretty quick you don't tear it apart until you got money to put it back together. <laughs> so I yeah, money or skills, right? And I mean, we still see it now. Like people are like, hey, what's going on with the evil evil? It's like, well, there's no point in me tearing apart until I can afford to do the job. So why incapacitate it and like create all this false sense of whatever? Progress. Yeah. So it's, there's no real pain because like once I get into it, it goes pretty smooth because I've made a plan. I've had time to think about it. I've got the parts. And yeah, it goes smooth and it's fun. So I think a lot of the pain is like self-inflicted. Very true. Because a lot of times looking back to what I've done, uh, even with my current project cars, which they just keep multiplying every day, I feel like. (laughs) And I just want more. You're just chasing the tingle. That's what you're (laughs) doing. (laughs) But uh, going, I've mentioned this in the previous podcast, but going going back to my my Jag XJ6, uh, I took that whole car. I did have a basic plan of, okay, I wanted to LS swap this Jag um, and just replace the engine. But I feel like I just started biting off way more than I could have 
than I could chew. Mm-hmm. And I when I should have just focused on getting the engine in initially, mm-hmm. getting it running, and then fix everything else. Because yeah. the thing about like that happened with that car was I already had the engine in, and I was like, oh, okay, the interior doesn't look, it looks okay. I might as well, let me see what's underneath everything. And I raised up the carpet or like got everything off. And I was like, oh my gosh, the floor is, there's rust poking through the floor. And I looked at one part, I just did a bunch of uh, investigation and I found a lot more things than I thought that were wrong with the thing. But looking back now, I should have made the car a functioning car before taking it apart more and more and more. And right now it's just a bare shell. Like everything is apart. The the whole interior is a mess. We just threw away everything in the trash. I'm like, I'm not gonna use any of this stuff. Yeah, and it just keeps spiraling and spiraling and spi- and it just never. I think <laughs> it's that whole thing that causes is like while I'm in there, yeah, while you're in there, and then it's like, look at the projects in the shop. Like so many people will book it in for a very specific thing, and then it's like, oh, you know, while you're in there, you might as well do this while you're in there. And it's like. No, your car has to leave. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. yeah it's like you can only add so many things, but it's that's how shit spirals out of control. Like yeah, and then it's a pain, right? So yes, yeah. you're, you know, you're chasing that passion, but it just becomes a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, and it just gets so spiraled out of control that like you end up with basically a pile of garbage. Yep, you know, and that's really unfortunate. Like we always talk about, like you know, do a little bit at a time. Like like you said, make it a functioning car drive it enjoy it chip away at it a little bit sometimes the project is so far gone like when you're talking about your jag and finding the rust mm. and shit like sometimes it's not a good idea like but i mean you have to learn from that experience or you know maybe you're lucky enough to be mentored by somebody that will tell you hey man maybe try poking around a little bit <laughs> before you do any work yeah. or before you even buy, <laughs> buy it, it. <laughs> yeah that's what that's thing. that's the bottom line like, yes before this is yours make sure you investigate deep yeah because even for this jag like whenever it was time to buy it it would have been sitting in a field for a while mm-hmm. but the reason i bought it was just because the the series ones at least in the jack community are very rare they're hard to find yeah and so i didn't even look like i didn't even look around it i was like oh it's a series one jack i went to the guy yeah, yeah shook his I'll hand and it. took his money or yeah. he took my money yeah. <laughs> and, that and he's was just it. like oh. and he went, <laughs> yeah buddy <laughs> yeah. yeah and so i oh i regretted it like yeah. afterwards i was like oh my because he in his ad in his facebook ad it was like Ah, oh, this is an amazing. It's yeah. glorious. It just doesn't run. It just needs yeah. blah blah blah. Some tuning, some tune up. It's oh, yeah. fine. Yeah, all of that. I'm like, that's not true. This thing hasn't. Yeah, there's water in the floors. There's like, wa- oh my gosh, what have I yeah. got? Ran one part. Into? I yeah. know. Ran one part. Ran one part. <laughs> yeah. I drove it to this spot. And I was it. Yeah. So yeah, I I have definitely learned some experiences from that, and yeah, it hurts a lot. So I yeah. think for me, that is when. It at least that car has become a pain. Yeah, yeah, so true, so true. Well, with that learning experience comes, you know, a much more positive thing if you spin on it. Like the you can you can chase the passion maybe on the next one. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot, man. Like you can get in over your head real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it's even to do simple things that you want to do that seem simple. Like you look on like YouTube and it's like, oh, I'm just gonna do this, but. Even if you do the math of the tools that they needed to do that, <laughs> it's probably like if you 
Yeah, if you just added all that up, you could probably have bought a better car that, and saved oh. yourself having to do that. But if you legitimately want to learn, and this is what something that you want to do all the time, then you got to accept the expense of all those tools too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, and that's, you got to put that's that into part of your plan. Yeah. Like it's okay, I'm gonna do this when I buy this welder, but you got to go buy a welder that's a thousand bucks or. Mm-hmm course there's always cheaper ones so don't quote me you can probably get one for 300 bucks i got mine for 100 bucks from harbor freight so there you go yeah (laughs) it's terrible but it 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 kind of held things together briefly um because some of the welds like i did uh another thing like when i got my dots in i was like i'm not gonna make the same mistake and tear this whole car apart with grand plans and not do it and so i did learn that part but uh i tried to put my dots and i tried to learn how to weld and all that I didn't have any money i was like i'm just gonna buy a cheap welder yeah and at the time it was no it was not okay i the welds were so bad it was terrible but at least it was kind of fun like oh it's gonna make some sparks bzz, and you yeah. feel the sense of i don't know accomplishment yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah that's yeah. the passion of it right that's yeah. the fun stuff yeah i don't know man and so have you done something similar to like or like taking apart a car like what he did with his 240 or no yeah i have a 240 in my oh, in the shop I right now i forgot about your 240 <laughs> yeah, yeah no that one that one sits over here oh, in the background yeah. and just keeps you know it's it's nagging at me all the time but no that's 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 a very real thing right um my that project i didn't find any rust or anything that i wasn't prepared to deal with i just literally cut it all apart and made it a completely non-functioning car and at some <laughs> point in time i'm gonna have to uh step up and together. finish it revisit that yeah yes. yeah because we have a build series on that on the videos and i feel like at least once every two to three weeks we get a comment and it's like People what happened to, to this that. project come yeah. on rob yeah i know right so but like before that like my very first car that i ever had uh it was a 72 chevelle oh you know and, and just kind of like how nice. tim got sucked into his dad's oh, and no. he got mine red was too. mine was retail red oh, no. nice glossy looking good you know but it was the exact same kind of thing that your datsun was yeah like just chicken wire and fiberglass and just a like skin deep disaster so sad so i didn't know that i did not discover that you know through it falling apart or anything like that i unfortunately wrapped it around a pole and discovered all the how you discovered issues that it had oh no so i was like absolutely like devastated when when i got in my accident but you know everybody was fine in that regard but like the car itself was you know it was unrepairable for me like i i I could technically have put it back together but at that time in life we were working at you know trick factory was in its infancy and we were working on in a gravel driveway (laughs) and like doing like a full like restoration not an option yeah yeah so it was not ready for that. that was like gravel driveway then we had to build frame our own garage yeah wow and like it was yeah so we <laughs> evolution's been slow man. yeah it's, yeah started from the bottom like but it's been diy for us yeah like we the couldn't afford to get someone time. to come build a garage so we literally made my our own plans and then like had to do all that process mm-hmm. got my old boss in the fob shop to help me lay it out submitted plans we framed it ourselves my stepfather was there helping us 
yep, and like right through to the end. And then we ended up building a garage behind the house where we started and then evolved into a space in the back of the fab shop that our old boss let us use. Mm-hmm. But then we did that for several years, but then it felt like we never left because we had work a full eight hour day and then go work another eight in mm-hmm. our own little space, but we never left the building. We yeah. wouldn't go outside. <laughs> yeah. So then we evolved into a small space and then the space next door and then the rest is history. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But yeah, but no, that was I, a lot of money and that slows up a lot of things too because it's like even Rob's car sitting right now, it's because mm-hmm. we're like so jam full of stuff. You can't even barely see that thing. No, I, so that's now, why I forgot about it yeah. for a second. So now that we've expanded into this other space with the paint shop and that's going to open up the fab space again, probably bring that thing front of mind and you'll be able to look at it and like yeah. start chipping away, putting some more hours in. But right now it's tucked away in the corner. You don't even know it's there. So sad. Yeah, that's so true. I actually never really thought about that much in this new evolution of the shop. Like it's going to be there to see and it's going to be like, just be like, hey, what's work up? On like, me. Work on me here. <laughs> and and so it'll be inspiring. The so. outside I don't mind thing is it's real. No, that's a very real thing. Like right now it's a fucking storage shelf. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, it's it's a lot of time, money, and expense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why so many of these projects end up a pain and end up dead because you weren't prepared for it when you started it. Yeah. Yeah. And we did it. So it's not just an easy thing to say. It's like it's been a massive expense to get to where we are. And it still doesn't stop. It never ends. It, it <laughs> literally <laughs> never ends. And it almost seems like nowadays it's even more. Because wow. like in our in our earlier years, like we were just like hands-on, you know, manual machining, manually fabricating, like manually fabricating, making everything just by hand. And that's that was perfectly fine, and that was like the ideal at that time, right? Because it was this romantic na- notion of building it from from by but hand. But it was the standard too. Like we probably had a fifteen-year run where everybody was on a level playing field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like technology is evolving so fast that like Crazy. they come out with something that makes everything you've done redundant. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're still doing it this way. Yeah. You're literally torturing yourself yeah. for no reason. Yeah. yeah. And it's gotten so cheap, like. You see it like a 3D scanner. Makes insane. You know, it's insane. Like how much were they a year ago compared yeah, to what now. they are now? Now anybody can have one. Yeah. Like you got kids building wild shit that is like they're not even getting dirty anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's evolved so fast. And if you don't keep up, like. You're going to get left behind. You're going to get left behind. Yeah. And I, I, the way I see it is like this technology, these advancements and stuff like that. These are not things just to make your life easier. They, they're just make your final product and your vision come to life in a level that is so much higher mm-hmm. than you could probably make by hand. And, and that's kind of where I'm, I'm fired up about that idea. You know, I feel like that's going to allow us to create the things that, that we imagine make it a potential. Like yeah, that, that's, that that's going to become reality. And mm-hmm. there's so much resource now that there's just no reason it should be a pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can go on YouTube and watch five different people accomplish the same goal five different ways <laughs> True. <laughs> at five different levels of completion. Yeah. And then you can choose one. And if you watch that and you actually honestly pay attention to it, you should be able to assess if that's something that you can accomplish. Yeah. So like having these dead projects is like that's just poor planning and it's your own fault because like you can watch literally someone telling you. That's the the purpose of their content is to show you the trials and tribulations of what they've trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And if you have a similar goal, 
why wouldn't you look at that and pay attention to it? Yeah, I agree. So, like, I think you can remove a lot of the pain now with what we have available to us. Like, mm-hmm. even me, there's certain tasks that if I haven't done it before, I'll check out to sort of, you know, is there tips and tricks to help me do this faster? Yeah, like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a valuable resource, you know? We're, we're lucky to have that. You got to spend some time, sit, don't, don't ever go with the first video you find. No, no, no. <laughs> go through a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like you need to find the average of <laughs> yeah, all. Find the average because yeah. there's always going to be like one guy that's, you know, building a spaceship and the other guy is like, you, he should you know? be posting videos. Right. But he got it done. But, you know, yeah. if that's what you got and how you need to do it, then because that's another thing. A lot of it is like, we'll encounter these super crazy special tools that's like just the tool for the job, $600. But you can find somebody on YouTube that created their own tool. <laughs> maybe you can improve on it a bit and next thing you know, you're getting the job done because you're. how often are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to do it one time and there's a tip or trick for that that'll save you a bunch of pain too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And make whatever you're doing a lot more reasonable because he made a tool out of like 14 bucks worth of stuff from the hardware store. So, I mean, there shouldn't be a lot of reason for pain anymore. Mm-hmm. I think most of the pain is caused by your own poor planning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true, right? Very, I mean, very true. The, the the other thing that might potentially cause pain, but, like, you can prepare for this kind of stuff, is just, like, acquiring the parts and materials that you need to be able to Before do what you're doing. You do but, like, that comes down to planning, too. So... There's, there's really not a lot of excuse. Yeah, I feel like, the, like you said, the parts, acquiring the parts that you need is also another thing too because it's one thing to, uh, because I know sometimes I'm trying to think of like a specific example, but I know sometimes I don't have the tool that I need um, and I know the tool exists, but I'm like, eh, it's too expensive and I end up struggling and struggling trying mm-hmm. to get something, a particular task done Yeah. when in in hindsight i'm like when i'm already like 60 percent to it i'm like i should have just go and have bought that saved up or whatever and just swallowed the cost and bought that tool as opposed to struggling with this one because now that i've gotten older i'm like oh yeah time is worth yeah a lot (laughs) yeah right i mean that's that's something that you learn sometimes the hard way but like it's through a little bit of life experience you realize that time is worth a lot and Mm -hmm. some of those things you just can't cheat no like sometimes you end up creating more damage trying to cheat it now not only do you have to buy a new part you still got to get the tool yes <laughs> i'm sitting there regret and i'm just looking at it and i'm about to cry yeah and <laughs> it's for me thing. i think the biggest frustration comes is like the break in workflow yeah yeah so actually, that's why i like yeah. i like to get the tool so i'll go on youtube see if there's anything special that i need get my parts ready and then do the job so that I can oh, go through okay. from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as soon as you step away from it, who knows? It could be a week you before lose you momentum. get back to them. You lose very, momentum, very, very you true. lose the part. Someone kicked half your bolts under, <laughs> picked them up, put them away. Like, how often does it yeah. happen? I can do it in one day and half the bolts seem to go missing and you're mm. just like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's one thing that I think we, we, we might have also touched on earlier too, but I think should be more emphasized is getting everything you need before tearing into things because i've seen you guys work on stuff like all the all pretty much all the cars that we do like we don't just tear into it with with the plans that we need to do without having all the tooling or everything needed because again like you said that just slows time and it also makes you lose enthusiasm towards something like even again your evil evil too yeah. Like, uh, be sure there were a lot of things to get done, but well, I spent probably 
I don't know, three hours just making a fitting list. Yeah. <laughs> and even yeah. in my best laid plans, there's little things that change and I'm still running back and forth yeah. to the parts yeah. store to get the one missing fitting or I got to change the degrees on this. But at the same time, I had other things already planned mm -hmm. that needed to be done that I could be working on while that problem was being resolved. Exactly. But if it was just a dead stop, now I got to go do this and come back. And it's like, you lose momentum and yeah, momentum. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to get it. It's hard to get dedicated time mm -hmm. and to get momentum. So it's, it's really important not to break it. That's why yeah. like in the previous podcast, we talk about like break it off into manageable pieces that you can get done. Like we do it all the yeah. time. We have a crazy shop. We have all the resources and even us, it's like on Saturday, I'm going to just get this done. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. I'm not going to try to do a bunch of, if I can accomplish this on my own yeah. car today, that's, that's going to be a good day. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, you can, that's a win then for yeah. sure. So I think if you manage your project like that, then next thing you know, you know, you got a crazy car. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not, less of a pain. Not a shell. Very true. Yeah. So anything else before we close this one? Project planning, man. It'll take yeah. all the pain away. Very, very important. It basically applies to every single thing in your life. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like for real. So, it does. Like you, you know. wouldn't approach anything else in your life like that. Mm -hmm. So don't approach your project like that. Because yeah. it it'll end up on blocks. And, there and <laughs> Then yeah. you start playing all those other games like, oh, I'm going to sell these wheels so I can buy these wheels. But if you don't already have the other half of the money that don't sell anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's why it ends up on jack stands. Yeah. Like, Ask us how we know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We joke about it a lot, but just, oh, just send it. Yeah. But I mean, it, in, in the background, there's the, there's a little bit of a plan. Yes. <laughs> there has to be. Awesome. We will see you guys next week. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Uh, and uh, if you like this video, give it a thumbs up. If you like the podcast, also give it five stars and we will see you guys next week. Bye.